How's it going, six, seven, eight, and CA students? It's so good to see you guys for one final CA student six, seven, eight online for the year of 2020. My name's Levi. I'm one of the pastors on the team, and it's just one of my great joys in life to be a part of hanging out with you guys and seeing what it looks like to follow Jesus together. Uh, well, it's Christmas time. If you didn't know, it's a week until Christmas, seven days. Um, and this is the time of year where we, as a church family, we, we take some time to look back and remember the fact that God came, that God loved us so much that he was willing to do whatever it took to pay whatever price to come to us, to save to us. That's amazing. And that's why we make sure that we remember and focus and talk about it every single year. Uh, well, I don't know about you guys, but do you ever have any regret of having missed out on something awesome? I think we all can relate to this. One time that I'm thinking of in particular is there's this one time I was in college and some friends of mine wanted to do a sunrise hike. Now, I don't know about you guys, but your boy is not a morning person. <laughs> and so uh, I told my friends like, you know what, you, you do you, uh, I'm going to sleep in right? And so that's exactly what happened. They did them and I slept in. And then uh, the, the, that same day after I eventually woke up, uh, we were hanging out eating lunch together and they were telling me about what an unbelievably awesome hike it was, how they like just got to the crest of this mountain and then the sun came up and it was like all these incredible colors and it lit up the mountainside and it was just unbelievably cool and they had so much fun getting there when they all bundled up and it was cold and I'm just sitting myself thinking like man I missed that I, I missed out on that and, and really it's because I wasn't willing to make space for that in my life I wasn't willing to make time. I, I, I do things a certain way. I like to sleep a certain amount of hours. I like to sleep until a certain time. And I wasn't willing to make space in my life. I wasn't willing to make room in my life for this awesome hike with my friends and I missed out because of it. And I'm happy to say that they were willing to do other sunrise hikes and I was able to go with them eventually. But what if, what if we missed out not on something as like inconsequential as a hike, but what if you missed out on the Son of God? <laughs> and really, this is uh, something we see in the story of Christmas. And so we're, we're going to jump into God's Word for just a few minutes. But before we do that, would you pray and ask that the Holy Spirit would search our hearts uh, and help to show us ways that we can make space for Him in our lives. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would do exactly that work in our hearts right now, that you would guide us, uh, that you would speak to us, and you would place your loving hand on areas of our lives that we could make space for you in. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, the scripture I want to read comes from Luke chapter 2. It's just two verses, verses 6 and 7. Uh, it's talking about how Mary and Joseph were making their way over to Bethlehem for the census and all that classic story. But while they were there, they just arrived in Bethlehem. The time came for Mary to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and get this last part, and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. You see, there was room for Jesus in the manger, but there was no room for Jesus in the inn. And I think the question that was asked of Bethlehem back then is the same question that's being asked to us right now today. Will you make room for Jesus? 
You see, here's, here's the main point of this little devotion. You're either going to be an inn or you're going to be a manger. You're either going to make room for Jesus or you're not. And the invitation of Christmas is for you to rearrange what you make room for in your life. Uh, it reminds me of this verse, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Uh, the writer of Hebrews says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Did you catch that? We're to throw off, to get out of our lives, sin that entangles and everything that hinders. What, what do I hear from that? I hear that there are some things in my life that are not necessarily evil that can still hinder me from following Jesus. There are things that are not just sin is going to hinder me from following Jesus. There are other things that can. It's anything that would occupy a space in my life that doesn't make room for Jesus. And so that can look like sin. That can look like bad things that destroy us. But it can also look like neutral things that distract us, right? And, and really, it could even look like good things that we have an unhealthy dependence on, right? So whether it's things that destroy us, things that distract us, or things that we have an inappropriate dependency on, there are all sorts of things in our life that can fill our life up so there's no more space for Jesus. And so what I'm saying is you might miss Jesus because you're too busy doing other good things instead of the best thing. You know, I'm sure the inn had a lot of really great people in it, but it didn't have the best person in it. You see, the inn, uh, it, it's comfortable, but it didn't have the comforter, right? Your life, just like the inn, can have a lot of good things in it, but does it have the best thing in it? And so... If you've said yes to Jesus as Savior and as King in your life, then you have made room in your heart for Him. But the thing is that we're not just believing in Jesus, we are following Jesus. And not only that, but this whole series we've been in our year theme is that we're not just uh, believing in and following Jesus, but that as we do that and as we surrender our lives to Him, we're actually being transformed to become like Jesus. I love this verse from Colossians 4. The Apostle Paul writes to these people who he, he helped start their church. He saw them accept Jesus. They're like spiritual children to him. He says, My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. See, this is what we're after. That we make room for Christ in our lives so that he can reign in our lives and transform our lives. You see, and what that means is I don't just make room for Jesus one day at Hume or at Fall Retreat, but I make room for Jesus every single day of my life. And so we're talking about this not because Christmas is the only day that we're supposed to make room, but Christmas is a great time to remember that the choice is always before us of whether or not we are going to make room for Jesus. You see, I'm not just going on a vacation at the inn. I'm making a permanent home for him. And so what's this going to take in your life and in mine? So remember, there, there are good things 
even good things in our life that we can have an unhealthy dependence on that make it so that we don't have room for Jesus in our lives, right? I'm talking about things like school. School is important and school is good. Sports are important. Sports are good. Friends and family relationships, those are good. Romantic relationships, even when you're at the right age and you have your parents' blessing, even those are good things. All of these are good things, but they're not Jesus. And so I think we need to take an honest inventory of our lives. Is there any time that I prioritize school over my relationship with Jesus? Am I more concerned with getting straight A's than growing in righteousness? Right? That, that, can, be an, that can be an indicator that I have an unhealthy dependence on a good thing that is not a God thing. And I need to reorient my life to make space for Jesus again. But it's not just good things that we have unhealthy dependence on. Sometimes it's neutral things that really distract us, that take up room that Jesus should be filling. And this is, these are all sorts of things like Netflix. Uh, it's neither good nor bad. There are some good shows. There are some bad shows. Same with social media. Same with video games. These things aren't inherently good or inherently bad, but they can take a lot of our time, right? And we need to be honest that it's not a sin to spend time on Netflix. It's not a sin to be on social media. It's not a sin to be play video games or any other sort of hobby that you have. It's not a sin to do those things. But we need to be totally honest of am I as concerned with making time for adoring and following Jesus in my life? Am I as dedicated to that as I am dedicated to watching the next episode that comes out? Am I as dedicated to following, more dedicated to following Jesus, to saying yes to everything he has for me as I am to beating that next level, spending time, getting that next like, seeing that next post, right? Let's take an honest inventory of our lives and decide I'm going to give the best of my time, the best of the space in my life to Jesus. And, and then there are also even bad things that will destroy us. This is sin in our lives that takes up space in our lives. Remember, we throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And I don't know what this is for you, but I know that all of us who are in process of becoming Jesus formed are in the business of continually casting off sin in our life. Whether it's spending time keeping up with a lie that you made by making new lies to be sure that you don't get caught, that takes up time. That takes up energy, right? It takes up space in your life along with destroying you. Or maybe it's spending time on that show, on that album, on that game, or on that website that you know is pulling you away from Jesus. This sin, it will bring death to our lives and bring death to other lives. And it takes up space that Jesus could be filling in our lives. So see students, six, seven, eight, I just wanna take one hot second. Let's just invite the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, would you speak to us? And tell us what, what good things that we depend on, what neutral things that distract us, and what bad things are destroying us. What, what, are they, what are those things that are filling our lives that we can remove from our lives so that we can make space for King Jesus to come? Just take a second and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And, and if, and if <laughs> this is sometimes how the Holy Spirit works. When, when, when I say that and when I offer you to pray, at least for me, oftentimes something will immediately come to my head and I think to myself, oh, that's, that's God speaking to me. And he's not condemning me for doing those things, but he is convicting me and he is inviting me in his kindness. He's leading me to repent. 
and to make space in my life for him. And you might be hearing this and you might think like, yeah, well, Levi, if I do this, then I might not be able to do this. I might not have time for this. And you fill in the blank, whether it's all the time for your schoolwork, all your sports, uh, all, all those shows that you want to watch, or what, like I might not be able to do those things. And I just want to say, yes, that, that is what I'm saying. We are finite human beings with a limited amount of time. We all have 24 hours. And the reality is some of us think we don't have time for God when the truth is not all of us make time for God. Everyone has time for God. The question has only been, has always been, will you make time? And I want to invite you, don't just think about, oh, I'm not going to have time for this and this is what I'm going to lose. Think about what you're going to gain, right? As your pastor, I can't choose Jesus for you. Only you can do that. But I can and I will beg for you to make space for Jesus in your life. You see, sometimes we convince, we have, we convince ourselves that we have to be as put together as the inn before Jesus would want to come to us. But the story of the Bible, the story of Christmas shows that Jesus is okay with the dirty stable. The story is showing us that Jesus is not as concerned with the kind of room. Jesus, what matters to him most is if there's space for him in that room. See, student 678, don't wait until you're perfect to make space for Jesus. You'll never be perfect. And besides, that's not the point. The point is that he has come to grow righteousness and holiness in you. Don't wait to make space for Jesus in your life. If you invite him into your life, he will transform the rest of what's inside of your life. If you make space, you don't have to wonder if Jesus will fill it. He will. The question is, are you going to make that space for him? Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, Jesus is speaking. He says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. How beautiful is that verse? You see, just because Jesus came into the world doesn't mean that everything he did will apply to you. You need to make the choice to open yourself up to him. And in a way, it's not too hard to believe in Jesus. I mean, according to that verse, he's knocking, right? A lot of us believe in Jesus. But whether you will go beyond believing and into making room for him is up to you. The manger was open to Jesus even when the inn wasn't. And so the question is, will you be open to Jesus like the manger? Because when you open your heart to Jesus, you open yourself to what he came to do in the world. And here's what Jesus came to do in the world. He came to bring healing where there's pain. He came to bring freedom where there's captivity. He came to bring joy where there is mourning. He came to bring food to the hungry. He came to bring whatever we are suffering from or whatever we are lacking, Jesus has come to save us from and to provide and when you make space for him in your life, you make space for his work in your life. That he will free you. He will heal you. He will guide you. He will delight you. And so 678 CS students, let's choose the manger this year, not the inn. Whatever it takes, good things, bad things, neutral things, let's, let's make way for Jesus in our lives. 
Let this Christmas and every day after, let's make room for Jesus. Would you guys pray with me? Lord Jesus, thank you that you are so good, you are so kind, and you are so for us. Thank you that you want to, you want all of our hearts, you want all the space in our hearts, not because you're greedy, but because you're generous, and you know that you can bring true life to us instead of the life that the other things we're currently stuffing our hearts with can provide. You can bring true and abundant life, and you want to give that to us, and that's why you want our hearts. So Jesus, would you help us Deliver us from the fear of missing out on lesser things. And would you fill us with faith that you will bring us the life that is truly life. And help us to make room for you. I believe that you will. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. CA Student 678, I love you. Merry Christmas.